Wine Interrupted with Heather Noel and Tammy. Welcome back, everyone, to Wine Interrupted with Heather Noel and... Hey, Tammy. Hey. How's Hi, everybody guys. doing? What up? What up? I mean, I'd be remiss to acknowledge yesterday's World Goth Day. <laughs> Happy I World Goth that. Day, everyone. Huh? How did I miss that? I know, Tam, you should have, like, put the hair up, put the Catholic girl skirt on and boots. No kidding. Pulled out my white makeup. <laughs> Tarted out. <laughs> And just so everybody knows, Tammy's drinking, uh, is it, oh, it's a White Zin, and I'm drinking. White Zin Fidel, Sutter House, Sutter mm. Homes, shoot, I've had a couple of glasses already. Sutter House. Sutter Sut, House. Sut your own house. I'm uh, drinking my yield gold standard Bonterra bullshit. <laughs> it's a cab. Oh, cab. I'll trade ya. Sure. Yeah, let me reach through the computer. Right. One day. One day technology will catch up with us. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, my queers. <laughs> well, tell us what the what tonight's topic is. So tonight's topic is people that have like deeply influenced our lives and changed us. Ooh. Yeah. For the better. We all have a little bit of that, thankfully. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know, before we jump right in, is there anything going on? you want to tell our listeners about or what's what's new in your world or is it business as so, usual what's new in my world so um oh okay colorado the county i'm in masks are no longer required Woo. if you immunized oh great do you have to Except carry around schools, a card hospitals or? and I, there's a couple of other facilities Okay. Do you have so. to show proof or do they just trust you or? No, I mean, there's no way of really tracking it. Um, I don't know much about the vaccine passport thing that I've been hearing has been happening like in Orange County and stuff, but we do not have that here. Thank God. Oh yeah. It's just a card. It's not like a passport. It's just a card that, that says that you were, you were immunized. Um, and then do you like need it to? Well, like, I mean, speaking of world goth day, I'll just say this, like the first club opened uh, a couple weeks ago and they wanted you to bring your proof of vaccination or that you've been tested within 24 hours and were negative. So it's either, or you can show that you were vaccinated or you showed that you tested negative, but that's not, I don't think that's the standard to how everything's going to be. But I think gotcha. this is just at the beginning, like when they start opening things up again. So right, and I hope it doesn't last. I mean, that would really suck. Yeah, but see, one thing I've learned like this past year is I don't really trust people. Like, I mean, not that that's a shocker, like you know, spoiler alert. But can you really trust people to wear a mask? No. Can you really trust that people are going to be vaccinated? <laughs> well, I hope so. It's a good I sign, can't... but that we're opening up again. But right. If you, you, you don't, don't think know. people are going to lie about it, I'm sure they're going to lie about it. It's a confusing dichotomy. I don't trust people and I don't trust the government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. Who do you trust? <laughs> Who do you trust? Who do you trust? Who do you Which trust? Is a good segue into our... Um, yeah, our there we go. And I love that you're braiding your hair too, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I love that it's long enough to braid. I know. God, that grew out fast. Your bangs. Oh. Look at your, you have, you don't have any bangs. No, I'm getting them back though. You are? Okay. <laughs> don't sound excited. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Every time I grow them out, I just, you know what? Bangs are just cheaper than Botox. I know I'll you say that, but 
Then they, re well, the only reason why I say that no had nothing to do with how you look with bangs. It's just that like, isn't there like, now you have to like make time to actually do your bangs. You can't just Absolutely. get up and go. It's like two minutes. It doesn't take that long for me. What do you use? Like a curling iron, straightener, hair dryer? Just blow them out. Okay. That's what she said. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I totally have wine teeth right now. Oh, well, sorry. You guys can't see this. Maybe one day when we it's get that beautiful. YouTube channel. She's got gorgeous straight teeth. Oh, <laughs> sure. They're wine, wine colored. Oh, I love, I love the braces. I love the braces. Did you see that I, I sidebar, did you see that I put like Tammy's anti-aging tip wear braces? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. When was that? Oh, it's, it's in the show notes for a descriptor of this last the last episode I put up, which is... Sweet, I need to read it. Yeah. And then, well, I don't know if you saw what I put, but I put, like, this episode's all about dreams with their meanings, um, interpretations. Oh, yeah, and I think they're all perverts. We are all yeah. perverts. <laughs> I took that directly from you. I was like... Yep. You raise a good question. I think that's that's probably more truthful than we intend to even acknowledge. You start this, you start this party off. Tell me about some influential people or people that oh, changed gosh. your life. So the most influential person in my life, and you've probably guessed it, my grandmother, oh, who I'm fortunate you got the pleasure of meeting. Love, she's awesome. Occasions, she was amazing. I did not have an easy time growing up. I did not have an easy childhood. Gosh, back then, I mean, like today's standards, I wouldn't be considered fat back then. But I was a chunky child. I hear you, sister. My cat's freaking out right now. She's like clawing. She just got up on one of my dressers and is clawing the ceiling. How come? Sorry. I, I don't She's know. protesting. Oh. She's like, you were not chunky. <laughs> I know chunky and you were not chunky. But honestly, I mean, I really, I really wasn't that bad. But for like standards back then, there weren't too many chunky children out there apparently. Okay. I got such a hard time at school. People would say horrible things at me. Adults too. Yeah. God, so that's, that's really fucked you know, up. The looks when you're eating something or comments and, and it's, it's, it, it just horrible. I'm so glad that, you know, society has changed since then and that wouldn't be acceptable no my grandmother she always thought I was lovely and she just she was amazing she spent so much time with me taught me how to cook knit listen to me and was just the most positive person I've had in my life growing up for sure very positive and I remember like when we were out well, visiting and she would just be like up for anything like she was just be like uh -huh. granted like I'll go any like she wanted she'll go anywhere like, she'll do anything and go anywhere. I mean, granted, like, given her capabilities and all, like, but she was along for the ride. Like, she was up for it. I remember that. Like, just, and very, very, very sweet and very lovely. She was, and it was so hard moving to the United States. And, sorry, I'm going to get teary-eyed right okay. now. Just, I just remember every trip back, we'd go through, like, all the pictures albums. And yeah. Know, reminisce and then cry. And <laughs> I, Yeah. I remember, I remember her showing me pictures of you guys of, of, and she would always say something she'd always say, and I'll remember this. Cause I was like, what? When I heard this, I was like, huh? She's like, your Gugsy loved you. <laughs> like, and I was like, I was like, what? And that's your grandfather's nickname, right? It was. So, um, my oldest cousin, um, on that side, Tracy, she couldn't say grandfather or granddad, sorry, granddad or grampy maybe. 
and or she would say um she would call him Guggy and so it just kind of oh Guggy oh kind of stuck <laughs> that's adorable so that's what we all call them but he was an amazing man too that's one man also that um, changed my life unfortunately he died when I was nine ten years old oh man so I didn't have him as long right as I should. But he like, was amazing that that just goes to show though like the like you're referencing like your grandmother who was this beacon of positivity and love and comfort during the time that was probably like one of your hardest times in your life is being like an adolescent, like with your own, with your own things that you're facing, which might have to do with why you turn, you know, why you turn to food. Like I can certainly relate to that. And it's like, that's all a child has control over at that time. And it's like, it's a, it's basically trauma coping. It's coping mechanisms but yet, like from the outside, a, another child your age or even a fucking adult is gonna what make fun of you? Like it just goes to show, like we don't know who's fighting a battle. We don't know what's going on with anyone. Like how about we just being kind? You know, struggle with your weight. They're going through some stuff. Yeah, and they're well and, aware of it. Like you don't have to point right. it out. And why would you? Yeah. Why would somebody be so rude or so hateful to? pointed out or yeah judged. that's fucked up i love that your grandma just insisted on being nice and kind to you and positive and now it sounds like we know where you get it like you know oh, what i'm saying because you. you're very much that way too you were like that way since i since i met you after having endured your own round of shit for someone to be so kind and sweet usually usually that turns people into mean people but like you, you were just, you were, you were your, you, you had that quality, like your grandma. Oh, thank you, Heather. That totally means a lot. No, it's true. Well, cheers to your grandma. <laughs> yeah, cheers. She's Drink one for your one. Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> and like memory, um, I just remember like when she came out to my wedding with my aunt Phyllis, she had such a good time. That was such, that was one, probably the best thing about my wedding was having my grandmother yeah. there. Although. That day was such drama. But it was <laughs> yeah. funny because a mutual friend of ours, um, who you posted a picture of recently. Uh-huh. Guy friend. Let's call him William. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, like, showered my grandmother and her aunt with all sorts of attention and, like, escorted her down the aisle. And <laughs> How completely unlike him. <laughs> and, yeah, total charmer. And oh, they yeah. were just like, oh. So lovely. <laughs> oh, good for him. I'm so glad he did. Yo, know, they deserved it. Yeah. Deserved it. Your your wedding was a blast. I lo- I loved like the fact that you had a specific song for each each of your bridal pa- party coming down the aisle. Like not not at the church, but in the reception. I thought that was like mm-hmm. so cool. It was so fun. Yeah, we all just got a kick out of it. Good times. Shoot, that's like. It was 20, it'll be 23 years ago in January. I might, you know, I might have forgiven you for uh, making me put my hair up, but no. (laughs) I'm finally getting over it, Tammy. I'm finally getting over it. Oh man, how many years of therapy? I'm so kidding. kidding. Oh, that's, well, that's great. Well, I have, you know, not to be Captain Obvious, but I think like you, I think you're one of those people in my life that changed it for the better because of we've talked about this on previous podcasts but just the fact that like you and I had been through a similar thing and you were living with 
foster parents and they, you and them, it was basically you who, who talked me up to them and, and facilitated that opportunity for me to move in with you. And although it was like such a weird, difficult time, it was probably the best thing for like across the board that ever happened. And it was like, you know, I still look back on that and granted, I understand like it probably, it did cause my parents a lot of pain, but at the same time, it was literally the best thing for me. And it was how I recovered. So. And we had so much fun. And you know what? I know my my godparents, they like, they knew you for years before you moved in. Yeah, they knew me, but like they wouldn't have invited, you know what I mean? It was you. It was you who, who did that. Like you told them my situation and like, it was just very sweet and they were so nice. And I wish I was mature enough to have handled that situation a little better, but I just got to say like, it was the first time that I was able to like be a teenager really. And I could not a teenager, but like a young adult and stretching my wings and you and I had so much fun and we had, you know, we were little rebel kids at one point and we had parties and we, Mm-hmm. went out and we did stuff and like just had fun and I'll never forget that because that was oh. like such that was like such a beautiful time and I needed that and that was like what well, was a little over a year I think I would was there but so thank you for being one of those people and that really changed the tra- trajectory for me that opportunity and living with you and all that so I credit you as one of those people in my life so thank you that means so much. Thank you. Great years. And I to can Tammy. You're, 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 you got to spread your wings. Always you with wings. Have a lot more control over your life. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was really the first time I experimented with control over my, my own life. And granted, like, you know, not saying I always made the best decisions, but... Oh, none of us did. You know, I got to make my own decisions and therefore learn from them, positive or negative. And um, it was such a it was such a cool time. Anyway, um, all right, you're up. Next. So I'm up. So I got to say, like, most influential was you and our friend group. Oh, God. And the group of friends we had in high school. Yeah. I just think there and the love and how we were just so we just unconditionally loved each other and were there for each other and it was gosh it was amazing it was nothing I'd ever experienced before and honestly like nothing I've experienced since yeah if that makes sense no I I'm with you it's like I wish you know I wish life could always like freeze frame flash freeze in those moments we can Mm -hmm. savor them forever but they're literally like that's the beauty of it is the fact that we're all changing and we're all turning into different people and we all have those times, but they go away and people change and move and grow in different ways. But yeah, I feel, I feel, yeah, there's a quote from, uh, I think it's from Stephen King in stand by me. I mean, granted he's talking about kids when they're in the eighth grade, I think, or the seventh, he goes, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that where he's like, Jerry O'Connell. Oh, stand by me. Yeah. But no, but the actual book, there's a quote that's like, and I think actually Stephen King used it in the movie too. At the end, I think it's on screen as like a Chiron, but it's, it says like something to the effect of like, you don't make friends like you did in the eighth grade, but even though we weren't, you'll never make friends like that again. And I think of that. that. And it was at the end of the movie when Will Wheaton's character all grown up was um, writing on his computer. Right. 
And it's true. Awesome. And I think of that, even though we were a little older than eighth grade, <laughs> it was like, I think of that because it's true, like that kind of di- sisterhood dynamic that we all had. And it was so beautiful. And I had always wanted that in my life. And boom, we had it. You know? It was amazing. And it's like, I, I always wanted a sister. And I was blessed with three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. I really felt that way. Um, I just, you know, honestly, like looking back, I am so fortunate. I think I've, I have the best coming of age story ever. <laughs> you, you do. In fact, we got to sit down and write that shit out. Like we keep threatening to. We do. We do. But I mean, honestly, I just think, yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better experience. It was, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like you were one of the ones at that time to really sort of illuminate the fact that we were so lucky like I just remember you being so grateful and that was like something that we were like snotty nosed teenagers were just like "Ah, we expect this but I just remember you were just like it was so obvious to you how much you appreciated it and you know what I mean like the rest of us were just like no we deserve this shit (laughs) it's like you better be my friend but, you know, but you were just like, so like, yeah, you were just such a grateful, you had a grateful heart. I thought you sort of held the mirror up to us and was like, no, bitches, you're fucking lucky. Like, you know, and it's true. It's true. We were, we are. And honestly, I, I've been around, might be my attachment issues here. When I was in England, I was mainly grew up on an Air Force base and I didn't have friends for more than two years tops. Right. So many people cycle through. Right, right. It's the nature of the job. Um, back then, like servicemen would be deployed every two years or so. Yeah. So yeah. honestly, I would leave one grade and not know who was going to be there the following year. It's like impermanence. I would think like that would be good and bad for you at the same time, probably, because it teaches you about change and how to adapt. But at the same time, like, you don't have a friend you could count on. You don't have somebody that's there. No, and not knowing, because, you know, this is like when you had to pay for each phone call you made, <laughs> and right. there was no social media, so, I mean, there'd be keeping in touch over letters, and that would fade out over a couple of months. Right. But it's like, people were gone, and if you're able to get their forwarding address or whatever, great, you know, you could write them and stuff, or you never saw them again, and just kind of wondered, like, the friends that like really stuck with me that stuck in my heart all these years I've been able to reconnect to with on Facebook fortunately and oh, just I love see that happened. I love that you know I always wondered oh my gosh I wonder what happened to them I wonder where they're landed I wonder yeah. if they're in the U.S. and you're able to solve so that, that mystery I think due to technology now mm-hmm. that's that's cool so that was cool and I think kids and similar situations now and I'm going down a whole different rabbit hole here but um it's got to be easier with them for Facebook because there's no, yeah, you they, know. You, to keep in touch for sure. I mean, for yeah, other, other reasons, it's them. more difficult, but, mm-hmm. but to keep in touch, keep track of people. Absolutely. Like you can't just right. even email or text message. Cause I didn't have that back then. It was all right. handwritten letters. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. I had a pen pal. Um, I still, I'm still friends with her. Monique. I was in her wedding. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I met her on a cruise when I was 15. That was back before anything like that. And um, we wrote each other letters and religiously, faithfully. Like, And then when we were adults, she like graduated just like sending me packages and shit. Like she would bake her own candles and 
body wash and sugar scrubs. She would send me that all the, like when I lived in New York, she sent me these care packages, like literally all the way through adulthood and back. We still keep in touch. She's in Georgia now. And, but yeah, that was somebody I met like on a cruise one, you know, just for a week and we're still close. You know, it's, it's nice. It's amazing how life is. I mean, it, it's sort of, um, I don't know, the Stoics, the Stoics have a, have a, like a phrase. I don't know if you know stoicism or anything like that. I kind of like stoicism because it kind of teaches you how to like appreciate things, but it's like, I don't know why I thought of that when I thought of her, but it's just, I guess back when you don't have all the other tools of technology and to keep in touch, all we had was the pen pal Mm -hmm. and those experiences we had. We just, we knew that the week was going to come to an end and it was up to us to continue the friendship. And we did. And it's just, I don't know. That's pretty damn awesome. Yeah. Anyway, what's up? Who else are on your list? No, your turn. Oh, um, well, the person who taught me to write, uh, Mrs. Eisworth at Edison High School, my honors English teacher, freshman year. I'll never forget her. In fact, when I wrote the episode for Criminal Minds, I used her last name. I used Eisworth as sort of a tribute to her. But however, it was okay. the, the unsub's last name. <laughs> Wait, I didn't get a character named after me. I should have, damn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have. But however, she, it was Dustin Eisworth. So I used my brother's first name and then her last her name. Last name. <laughs> my brother was actually kind of offended. He's like, you named the serial killer after me? And I'm like, no, but it's a tribute to you. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. So at first, she was like the toughest teacher I've ever had in my life. Like she was super critical, super super not warm and fuzzy at all very harsh and here I am like honors English it's like the gateway like freshman year if like it was her job to cut people off and be like you can't be in honors after this you don't make the cut and like so it's her it was her job to like weed people out to go who would move on to other honors classes and so she had a sit down with me. I remember like after the first quarter, she drew a diagram and she was like, the whole, like the class is in here, Heather, and you're over here. And she just like, yeah, she called you out. She called me out and she's just like, you know, you're in danger of being cut and whatnot. And I was like, oh God, no. And then I really just clamped down and made myself pay attention to her lectures and take her whole thesis and theme writing into consideration and really study it. And she based, I credit her with teaching me to write like absolutely like all the details, all the, she just told me to look deeper into things. Like she taught me how to like look further. I remember like I made this, I fell in love with dead poet society right around that time. And I fell in love with um, poetry and I fell in love with like Walt Whitman and, and all those poets that were basically like gather ye rosebuds while that's Robert Herrick who said, gather ye rosebuds while you may old time is still, you know, the poem and the same Mm -hmm. flower that smiles today, tomorrow will be dying. Basically seize the fucking day. And I remember that all from her class. I'll never forget it. Like I just, whatever, whatever her style was worked for me. Like, and then she, she came to me later and was like, did a great job. I'm, I'm putting you in the next honors class, like whatever. But like, I really credit her hard ass approach to teaching me how to write. (laughs) Anyway. Cheers. Cheers. You're out of, or you're almost out of pink wine. Oh, I'm good. I'm feeling so good right now. Oh, that's right. You have, you have a little, you have a little Tammy helper. (laughs) <laughs> a hamburger helper 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. It, it's going to be your turn, my friend. Okay. Okay. My, um, gosh, one of the most influential people is one of my bosses when I was 18, Bob Celine. Oh, wow. Cool. Okay. And tell me why. He just opened my eyes to so many things. He was um, very, like, involved in the gay culture of Laguna Beach. Okay. So exposed us to restaurants. It took me to go see Phantom of the Opera and then afterwards taught me how to pick up men. Where where was Phantom of the Opera playing? Was it Oh, it was at the Orange County um, Theater Performing Art. Me and another one of our friends, Laurel, we work there at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. He's so funny because he used to refer to me as the retarded daughter he never had. (laughs) I love that you were charmed by that. You were charmed by that title instead of like, fuck you, dude. His affection, his humor, and his just way of saying I love you without being too serious. He's like, oh my gosh, he always, I worked with him for four years, but he would always refer to me to his retarded daughter he never had. <laughs> would he introduce yeah. you to clients or colleagues as your retarded daughter? No, no never did. Thank um, God. I mean, yeah, so, like, he took Laurel and I to go see Phantom of the Opera. We went to this really swanky, trendy bar. Was it Newport Beach? I don't know. Somewhere by the um, Orange County Theater of Performing Arts. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. There was, like, a table of guys, like, college-age guys, and some preference here. We were probably, like, 19 at the time. Mm-hmm. Bob was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get these guys to come talk to you. They're so cute. And I'm like, yes, they are. He's like, oh, how are you going to do that? And so he got the bartender to come over, ordered them a beer to be delivered to their table. Oh. And it's from those girls. I love that. So he did. Bartender did. He bought the whole table of beer. I don't know. I was kind of like wondering why one beer for like five guys or whatever. Yeah. They like, it made their night. They were so excited. And then they came over and talked to us. So it worked. Well, that's awesome. Hey, buy buy them a drink. That's the moral of the story. I'll talk to you if you buy me a drink. (laughs) Cool. Bob Celine. I love that. Guy did not really like me. No, because you wore skirt skirts. What was wrong with that? I threatened his homosexuality? I don't know. Oh, because he thought that um, people would get the wrong impression about us. Oh, because I wore short skirts? Which is stupid. Slut shaming me. This is coming from somebody that was married to a stripper before he came out. Oh. But no. Um, I was a, a hashtag trigger for him. <laughs> <laughs> You might have reminded him of his ex. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> thanks. That's Stripper goals. Those legs. Uh-uh. Well, they're all, they've been covered up in house pants for the past year and a half. <laughs> you need to free them. You need to let it's them out. to free the legs. Absolutely. Covers. I cannot wait to go out dancing. Holy crap. I can't. Man, I can't wait to go there. Yeah, I know. We got to get you out here for a visit someday we do oh by the way i look indigo girls are coming to boulder this summer but the cheapest ticket is 254 dollars. oh my god where are they playing is this a winery i have no i can't remember i've had too much wine is it like is it a festival or are they playing by themselves they're playing by themselves and it's that expensive that seems very high 
And it's limited seating because of like COVID restrictions. Oh, okay. That's why they probably doubled so the tickets. But like concert tickets have been through the roof. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to see them this year. I'm going to. I'll do where, it next year. Where is the Red Rocks thing? Is that in Boulder? Red Rocks? It's close to us. Oh, okay. But they're not, not playing there. That's all. And I've never been to a Red Rocks concert. I want to go badly. And here, it's So do amazing. I. So do I. All right. When we things like... out here, we'll go to a concert. Yes. When things get back into shape, like, right. let's make it happen. We'll do it. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, either way, Tammy, we're overdue for a, yes, we are. a hang and, and a half. Yes, had a bit, so I'm probably going way off track. Here. No, it's beautiful. You sound amazing, by the way. I just have to say, I think, I really Thanks. think, I think that we have to only record when both of us are able to drink. <laughs> I think it helps our podcast. <laughs> Sunday nights, man. Sunday nights. Sunday nights it is. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I came across people that changed my life, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but it's not always, it's like, it's for the good, but it doesn't mean that you're... It's, it could be complicated. It could be for the good and the bad. Do you have people like that? People that influence my life. Yeah. I mean, where it's like, it, it's either for the good or the, it's, it's, it's for the good. Yes. They influence your life for the good because we're human beings. The relationship is complicated. So it's not always good. So I got to say probably with exes. Sure. Like good, then bad. And then finally, like the place where I'm at now, it's, Oh, thank goodness that didn't work. Right. Right, right, right. But I have somebody, um, I, which I think we've talked about recently in my life, who introduced me to the world of goth. And so I don't have the best memories always, but I have to thank that person for introducing me to that. And yes. And to the and to the clubs and to the opportunity of you know the music and falling in love with the music and also I've met so many amazing people that I'm still in touch with today and it's not this is this is I'm talking about way back I'm not talking about anyone recently but it's like going way back I'm grateful for the introduction to the clubs <laughs> like you know it's kind of an underground niche scene and thankful I'm thankful to be part of that now and it feels like home to me so I have to acknowledge that and granted like our relationship isn't repaired or it's very complicated that I'm still I'm still happy to have the consolation prize which is the music <laughs> something beautiful can come out of something very bad like mushrooms right <laughs> yes what the heck is up with truffles Truffles. I don't get the whole truffles thing. I don't think I've ever tasted one. I don't know, but I hear they grow in the ground and they're like a hundred bucks an ounce or something. And like um, swine find them. Hogs and pigs sniff them out to find them. <laughs> yeah, they 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 grow they grow in shit. I mean, and they're considered a delicacy. Like their shavings are fucking expensive. Their shavings. Exactly. No, seriously, Heather, you you can't make this stuff up. I know. I know. I'm underground that's growing in shit that's protected by a hog. I know. Dig it up and I then know. I know. I know. <laughs> My turn. 
Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who else has been an influential um, pillar of uh, influence in your life? Shit. Let's see. Um, probably the two people that we lived with at one time, or that I lived with in high school. Oh, okay. John and Ann. Uh-huh. Um, Absolutely. They, um, gosh, I was able to spread my wings there, too. Yeah. Spread your wings, have fun, and, you know, date and find your current husband. But also, mm-hmm. you were, like, working, like, I remember you were working like a fucking maniac. You were working while going to high school. You were working while going to college. All these well, jobs. You worked a ton of jobs. I did. Um, my parents didn't send money. I was responsible for all my my own stuff, like yeah. my own clothes and whatever I needed and school stuff. And so, so I had to. And um, I also had to save for a car, which it took me, gosh, minimum wage working. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Several years. Um, I couldn't afford to buy one until I was 18. And then I was able to get like an auction used car then with what I had saved. Right. But, um, but no, I had no option. I had, I really had to work and I didn't get any help through college either. So I worked full time to put myself through. Yeah. Yeah. So like you didn't really have time to fuck around that much is my point. Like you were, you, you had your fun, but you didn't like, you were a responsible human being. Yeah. I learned good work ethic from a really young age. Yeah, because you kind of had to. Yeah, cheer, cheers to John and Ann. Rest in peace, John. Cheers. Like, you already nailed it in mentioning our friend groups. Like, I was going to individually call them out and be like, you know, this person and that person, you know, have, like, good and the bad, like, you know, have influenced my life and changed it for the better and for the, you know, and for whatever. But I'm very grateful for it. Um, learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I really believe that the people that we keep close to us, like, have a lot of influence over us. And mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, they say that you are your five closest people to you. Like, you're a combination of the five closest people to you. So, you know, choose your friends well. and I'm writing that down. It's true. It's what they say. Like, the five, the people that you are the closest to, the five people, you are a mixture of them. Keep that in mind when you allow energy and and souls into your life because it's gonna it can't help but have an influence on you. Wow. No, it's true. I'm this. It's true. That's why it's like I found I've. I'm that like, is. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, interrupt. continue, continue. That, yeah, you just. Wow. You just nailed it. Yeah. That's so deep. Well, I mean, are you now considering the five closest people to you? I'm thinking, like, who are those? Like, like, I'm just thinking who my five people are. Who are your five peeps? I don't know if I have five. Well, you have Kevin. I have Kevin. I got you. Here, you go first. I love all my friends. I, like, I'm grateful for all the, the relationships that I've encountered and been privy to. But I, I think because of that realization is that it's true that you are really the culmination of the five people that you allow into your periphery that I'm, I'm much more careful about that now. That's a good point. I'm I'm careful. careful. I'm careful about that because along with that same line, which I think we've talked about in other podcasts and not to be redundant is you never want to be this like, and I'm not saying I am, 
but mm-hmm. you never want to be the smartest person in the room, right? Like you want to be able to learn from the smartest person in the room. So, Absolutely. So I want to, like, I love to be aware of that. And I want to challenge myself by being near people who I could grow from. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And then, you know. Very wise. That's very insightful. Well, I didn't say it. It was something that I read. But yeah, but it's like, it's something to be aware of. And and if you're spending so much time with people that they're going to influence you, you got to make sure that you're growing and learning and getting something and giving something as well and be mindful of that. And like for me, I have very little patience for small talk. So Mm -hmm. to me, it drains my energy when I'm around people that want to talk about things that don't matter to me. So I do a, I do a fucking energy inventory now (laughs) when it comes to that. And I'm like energy inventory. Right. And it's like, what do you, what do you, how much time is this going to be? What, like, am I gaining anything from this? Not, I'm not saying monetary. I'm not saying status wise. I'm saying like intellectually or in a depth soul level, what am I gaining from that person? Am I giving, are we having an exchange? It feeds your mind. Yeah. I like, and I'm not saying like, I have to come, I have to come correct with the same thing too. I have to give them enough too. Like I have to be able to be in a place to give and contribute as well. Like I say, like it's, it's an equality thing. And so now like I'm, I'm kind of more aware of that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the same idea, like I'm very grateful for a lot of my seminal friends that I had, like, and I can reference like Perry, you know, like I'm grateful for Perry, like at the time in my life. You and me both. Yeah, at the you same the, at the time of my life, like she was such a sweet, fun-loving, like ready for anything person, and it was just what I needed because I was so closed off from my private school and from my like I was an introvert, like wanting to be an extrovert at the time, and she like really pulled me out of my shell and like took me driving, taught me how to be a rebel, like she taught me to drive at age thirteen. <laughs> Cheers. Right? And now, yeah. like, I'm sure you wince when you think of your kids at age 13. You're like, they were driving? What? My gosh, that minivan. That minivan saw a lot of things. It did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, like... And... Yeah, it's talk. <laughs> but, you know, like, I mean, rest in peace, Perry. Like, she's no longer in our lives. And I feel like that was a friendship that, like, you know, I'm so sad to, to look back on now and be like, I should have been more present and I should have appreciated, but we kind of grew apart. And um, there's mm-hmm. been other friends like that in my life. And it's, it's, it's definitely a, it's a pause. It's a wake up call and a pause, but I'm grateful for it. Like they, she changed my life. Like she literally changed my life. She gave me an out. She gave me the, the wonderful out that I needed at the time. And she also was like the least judgmental person too. Cause she is like, so what a free spirit, you know, mm-hmm. their whole family. Like, yeah, her whole family was like that for me too. I loved going over to her house. Yeah. I loved talking to her parents. Oh yeah. And they talked to you like you were like an adult and yeah. like they never looked, they never talked down to you. They always 
they always, like that that I really appreciate. I have just one left and a producer producer that I worked with, Charles, that I have to credit for really believing in me and um, being a men- my first mentor in the business um, and just being actually seeing me for who I was and actually like treating me like I had a brain. And we connected on so many levels and to this day are still friends and it's lovely. Like, oh, yeah. And it's like, and it's really the first male in that industry that like did not look down on me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he, I mean, granted there was a class, like there's a cast system where he was definitely my boss. He like thought I was like, he believed in me. Like you could tell he saw that I was smart. He saw that I was capable. He saw that I had all these you know, these, these possibilities. And he also tried, he like tried to mentor me, which I ne- I had never had somebody try to do that I had worked for in that capacity. And like, I'll never forget that. Yeah. So I ha- I'm very grateful for him. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Like, that was like a very, that was a big nod that was like, Hey, you're, you're doing the right thing. You should continue in this path. Anyway, thank you guys for listening tonight. You should be inspired yourself and tell us about, you know, the inspirational people in your own lives. And you know where to find us, right? Wineinterrupted at gmail.com. No periods in between wine interrupted, just wine interrupted. Tell us who inspires you and who um, changed your life. We would love to hear. And let us know if there's any future topics you'd like us to discuss. Oh, yeah. Any and all. The gloves come off. We'll talk about anything. You know it. All right. uh, Take us out, Tam Tam. Love you guys. Be good humans. Have a fabulous week. And until next time, cheers. Cheers, you guys. Be good humans. Wine Interrupted with Heather Noel and Tammy.